1: welcome to on texas football i am joe cook bobby burton is away for a couple days on vacation so uh, me i beat reporter for inside texas justin wells managing editor recruiting analyst for inside texas we've got a lot of stuff to talk about uh including recent commitments uh you know you blink and you think another guy's gonna commit Um, And also just what's next for this 2023 class for for Steve Sarkeesian. So,
0: Justin, how's the uh, happy fourth? How's the holiday weekend? So far, so good. So far, so good. It's hot. It's hot. And we burned a few. You know what I learned last night? You can't buy a bunch of fireworks and set them on the table with a five year old, because all he's going to do is stare at those things the whole time and it continually ask you, can we pop them? It's not the fourth. So last night we popped some fireworks. Nice. And we, we saved some for tonight as well. And he's actually in a little parade uh, this morning. Uh, he has a horse that he rides in the parade and he put red and white blue paint on his hands and he put the handprints all over the horse. Nice. And now he's, uh, as we speak, he's riding a horse through a 4th of July parade and we're doing that inside Texas thing. There we go. Yeah, and you—you uh, you gave me the easiest transition in the world. There's been a lot of
1: fireworks on the recruiting trail. I had to do it. You know, I couldn't let that one go by. Um, and I think the two we need to talk about, uh, at least right now, are Jonte Cook and, and Sidir Mitchell. Um, let's talk about Jonte and just how a you're getting a a phenomenal player, phenomenal kid, but you're beating some of the top programs in the country for the best player at his position in this state in an area and from a school that you've had mixed, you know, mixed returns from. uh, Texas hasn't done super well uh, along those, the the I-20 schools in in the past 10 years. And um, in these past two cycles, uh, it seems like Texas is now making inroads there, especially with one of the top
0: players from that school in Jonte Cook. This is what I call the Brennan Marion effect. Everybody wants to say, well, all these new recruits are coming in because of Arch. And granted, Arch Manning is a, uh, he's a definite sticking point when it comes to that. But these receivers are coming in like a Ryan Niblett, you know, committing after the spring game. Uh, Jonah Wilson committing right after his official visit. And now Jonte Cook jumping in the mix. You know, Joe, with Cook it's definitely different from what we've covered in the last couple of years with uh, the previous wide receiver coaches, because it just seemed like the biggest names were always going elsewhere, whether it was Garrett Wilson, uh, a Jackson Smith and Jigba, you know, any of those guys, they were, it, it just seemed like Evan Stewart, they were going elsewhere. This is the cycle that I believe that stopped and or stops. And Jonte Cook is, is a stamp on this class this is not a kid now people want to say well how much influence did arch manning have on jonte yeah a little bit those guys have been buddies for well over a year but don't get it twisted jonte was going to come to texas regardless this is a kid that's been recruiting for the longhorns for the last three months behind the scenes this was not this was the worst kept secret in in college football recruiting but just the magnitude of texas getting this kid it not only gives him credibility it not only helps marion It shows guys spots are filling up. And if you want to catch passes from that six foot four kid down in New Orleans, you better jump in the boat. And that's why there's so much more of an importance now on the Jaden Greathouse and a Jalen Hell and and, and those guys that are in the conversation for one of those last few spots because Jonte knew he was going to get one. And when you when they treat you like baby Jesus, there's a good chance you're going to wind up on campus. This was a match made in heaven from the start, Joe. I think Brennan Marion really put it over the top. I, the, the, key rec- recruit, the key in this recruitment, I thought, was Sark diagramming the mismatches that they would find for him. They brought up Devontae Smith on the, bo- on the video board, and they showed him, look, this is where you're going to be. This is how we're going to move you around, and this is how we're going to find you in the mismatch. Jonte Cook was in heaven past that mm-hmm. point, and I think that Texas deserves a ton of credit, and Sark especially.
1: Yeah, it's – you mentioned some of the wide receiver recruiting misses. A lot of it had to do with the offense. Just wasn't super wide receiver friendly. Uh, As you can tell, this one is super friendly, and it helps Texas get uh, the number 32 prospect in the consensus, number four in the state of Texas, and uh, makes the picture pretty clear at at wide receiver at this point. Kind of most likely one spot, maybe two of some unicorn once in. But, you know, you have uh, – Jonte cook you have jonah wilson you have ryan niblett that's a that's a good strong class right there and we'll see if they take any more um before we get to like the future with you know guys the the last spots we'll talk about sadir mitchell uh a commit who dropped on sunday uh posted a video uh did it live and picked the the texas hat over the georgia texas a&m hat and i think one more but uh don't know where it was from miami miami uh Bergen Catholic in Oradell, New Jersey, um, you know, with, with that in mind, it makes me think that maybe Kyle Flood uh, made the introduction, but this was a recruitment won by, by Bo Davis against some, some heavy hitters on defensive line recruiting uh, with the likes of Georgia, A&M, and, and Miami. You know, those are coaches. with you know, Mario Cristobal is a trench. He, he knows the importance of the trenches. Georgia is a defensive tackle factory. Texas A&M just put a couple guys into the league. Uh, like the Marvin Leal, and so to, for Bo Davis to win this recruitment from a place that Texas rarely goes to—I mean, what Chris Sims was from Franklin Lakes, right? Something like that. Uh, you don't really hear very many, many uh, jerseys, Jersey boys coming to Texas, but Texas got a big one in the form of this four-star, uh, six-foot, four and
0: three and forty-five-pound defensive tackle. You know, you—you you said it best. Kyle Flood made the introduction. And Bo Davis brought the coffee. Um, you know, this was a class that that Bo, he, you know, he they went big on D-line in the last cycle. And that allowed them to kind of cherry pick this this year. They could be more judicious with these offers because obviously the numbers are a little different. And so you, could, you can take a chance on a bigger name that may be out of state that maybe in a few years before you don't get or you're not in the conversation. Listen, Sadir Mitchell is a ball player. He is a plugger. He is a three tech through and through. Every national championship team you've seen for the last 25 years has a Sadir Mitchell in the middle. It's just part of the game. And if you're going to get ready for the SEC and build around a roster that's going to be able to compete in the Southeastern Conference, you have to land guys like Sadir Mitchell. My favorite part of this recruitment was the fact that Georgia pushed. It wasn't just a Georgia offer. Georgia pushed for this kid. And let me tell you, it's getting to the point where Texas is taking defensive linemen from out of state away from Georgia. This thing's getting good. This means somebody's on the right track. And so and I think you could also give credit to how the class has kind of blown up over the last nine days, how the class has kind of just grown exponentially since since the Manning commitment. But it's not just that. These were all relationships that were built before Arch made a made the decision. I think there were just it's like Eric described, it's that perfect storm where it just kind of went into a, a good situation. Texas knocked out the official visit he knocked out uh the family you know when the little brother gets to come in and throw up the hook him and get in the, in the commit photo uh that's big time because this this staff they're looking for character we've talked about that and sadir mitchell's one of those guys that's a high character guy yeah they haven't been in new jersey since franklin lakes since chris Sims, if i can remember correctly he was the number one player in the, in in the country he made a pretty strong impact i think in like 31 games in three and a half years at texas um, Sadir Mitchell won't come in, uh, in a limo. He's not going to come in with, with near as much hype. And he's probably not going to get a matching longhorn tattoo with Kyle Shanahan, but I will say this, he's a big boy that can play on the inside. And with this team trying to build out an SCC roster to compete in the next few years, Sadir Mitchell is a get
1: You're kind of curious. You, you brought that up, but I think it's worth, you know, exploring a little bit more about how, you know, there, there are Big Ten programs that he flew past in order to, to go to Texas or to choose Texas um, or, you know, not too far from them. There's Virginia. There's, uh, there's Maryland. There's, there's Clemson. There's Rutgers. Like there's, you know, there are other programs around him that he could have stayed closer to home with. Yeah. And he chose, you know, between Miami, a pretty strong national brand, Georgia, the national champion. Texas a m an SEC team that has played well under Jimbo Fisher, he chose Texas. And it really goes back not only just to the relationships, but also it seems like people just want in on this Texas wave right now. Uh, there's there's a precious few spots in the class. And, you know, guys understand that. And it's like that for all these different classes, too, for the, for the yeah. most part. But guys just seem to be wanting to – and not just Texas players. Players from all over the country are, are trying to – get in on this Texas recruiting wave. And, you know, it's not something we're we're,
0: we've been very used to over these past few years. Hey, they're booting up. They're headed to Louisiana. They're taking two of the three best players in the state of Louisiana right now and Arch Manning and Derek Williams. That doesn't usually happen. Uh, And and I I say it all the time, but I think these, the staff deserves a ton of credit, not just Sart Chris Gilbert, Uh, Ray Pickerling, the new assistant coach that's come on, I think he's been a a tremendous help. Um, Jake Lange, this guy is, you know, you want help on the West Coast, you call Jake. Like these guys, Terry Joseph, he born and raised in Louisiana, he's got some great ties down there. And I think you're starting to see that pay off. This is a guy that was offered a job at LSU this offseason after coming off a five and seven season in Texas. And he decided to stay. And we're seeing that pay off. And so uh, it, it's it, that's exactly what Texas is doing. Like you said, there, there are a lot of recruits that are trying to drive, uh, jump on in the wave. And I'm after you notice these things, you, you also see that Texas was building really good relationships with these guys before that happened. It just so happened that th- the timing could not have been any better. When when Arch dropped on that last Thursday, you you just saw one after one after one, and then five, and then another one, and then another one, and 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 right now that momentum at some point is probably going to subside. That's just the nature of the recruiting cycle, the the, the the you know the peaks and the valleys. But right now Texas is hot. Like JV Antoviano told me last night, it's the hot spot. I can't wait to talk about him because the text message he got from Arch Manning right after he committed uh, may have put Texas back in the driver's seat in that recruitment as well. Hey, that's good to hear. So let's, let's talk about some of those uh, spots we have remaining. Uh,
1: Texas has the number three ranked class, according to the uh, consensus rankings behind Ohio State, and then also behind number one, Notre Dame. Uh, Average player rating is 90.43, according to the, I think the consensus rankings, rankings and uh, you know, that that's the sweet spot. You want to be above 90. You want to start approaching 91, uh, like Ohio state is you, you want to be above 91, like Georgia and Alabama are that's, you need to be there to be able to contend at the highest level. And that's what Texas is doing at this class, but there's only so many spots left. And even with no 25 man counter limit this year, uh, no limits on class sizes, um, and even with the transfer portal, there's only so you're still bound by that 85. Uh, right. In Texas, you know they they can't go crazy uh, with with the class size and sign like 33 guys. They they're probably going to be in the in the high 20s. Um, who knows if they'll stay uh, at that top three level, but a top five level seems pretty elementary at this point. And but if they want to get that top three level, there's some guys that they need to close in on, and some of them kind of have the sense that seems like. They're going to make their decision before the, the football season gets underway in Texas and around the country.
0: I sense some urgency. And when spots start jumping off the board, that's generally what happens. There's some urgency there. Now, you you want that with your elite guys. You want that with guys that, you know, like a Jalen Hale and a J.B. Both Both kids, and we'll talk about those guys, both of those kids want – to be committed before their senior years, not only to to protect themselves throughout that season, but to not be a distraction to their teammates, not have to worry about visits, and namely to get their spot because these big programs, these spots, they fill up fast, you know. And so, with with Jalen hell, this is a kid like we talked about with receivers earlier. Jonte's in, Joel, Jonah Wilson's in, Ryan Niblet's in. There's maybe one, maybe two spots left. Jaden Greathouse is going to have a spot. He's going to, I believe he'll have a spot up until national signing day. And then you've got Jalen hell who's in the mix. And this is a kid that really needs to get on campus. Now he's been to Austin a handful of times. He's had his, he's had coaches and, and family bring him down for, for trips. He was la- he was here in Austin last October when Arch Manning and that group came in for their unofficial. And, and he got to really, you know, get to know those guys. John T. cook probably calls him more than his girlfriend uh, he, he is the biggest recruiter of Jalen Hill, and for good reason. This is a kid that's been starting at the varsity level and high classification since he was a freshman. And he has, he's only gotten better. Um, and then you got to talk about Michael Harrison pilot. That's another spot, another receiver that, and this is a guy that um, he's, this, he's got over 40 offers. He's gone through this process for years. You would think, hey, you ready to get it done? Well, no, he wants to take all of his officials. I got to catch up with his father yesterday, and he still wants to take all of his officials, and you have to respect that. And I believe Texas is going to leave a spot open for him, too. But I also think it might be if these receipt, if Jalen Hell jumps in and Jaden Greathouse jump in, it makes might slide into an athlete spot. Where yes, we're gonna, you know, we'll give you a shot at wide receiver because that's what you wanted and that's how we're recruiting you now. But if it doesn't work out, there's always a possibility of being moved around. And I think, I think Air Harrison pilot is versatile that way. And I think he's also unselfish in that manner. But there's they're re- recruiting him at receiver. So it just shows you the crunch on numbers. Jalen Hill is looking at the July 29th bar- barbecue. That's something he is eyeballing right now. I would be surprised if he doesn't visit on that day. Uh, That day is getting large, larger. And like we reported at Inside Texas on Friday, we fully expect uh, Arch Manning and Will Randall, the Isidore Newman twins uh, to make that drive as well, to make that, to make that trip as well. And then you shift over to like a JV on Tobiano on the other side. This is a guy that, you know, we've, we've lamented on for over a year. He liked Texas. Then he loved OU. Then he loved Alabama. Then he was kind of loving Texas again. Then he shifted over to Texas A&M when he took a visit there in in the spring. Uh, He, you know, it, I remember him telling me a couple of weeks after that, you know, there was just something different there. Those, those recruits were just, everybody was bought in and a and, and A&M felt like the hot spot. And Toviano's not a reactionary kid, very smart, very mature. Older brother was recruited. He went through the process. He plays running back at Rice. This isn't new to him. You know, this is, he comes from a very strict family, but now with, he's getting on a flight last Thursday, he's getting on a flight. To to, to his Michigan official visit, and he sees notifications going across his phone. Arch Manning to Texas, UT commit, UT commit Arch Manning. And he said, Justin, I couldn't think of anything else. And then minutes later, he gets a text, and it's Arch. It's Texas, bro. It's time. And he said, Justin, I tried so hard to pay attention to Michigan for their official visit, and all I could think about was Texas. Now, that's recruiting you can't put a dollar figure on right that's that's taking it to another level and i know that phrase is used a ton of times but it really is and now toviano what's he doing he's eyeballing an unofficial visit on july 29th to, to austin for the barbecue this is a kid that's told me twice in the spring i'm coming this weekend or i'm coming that weekend and for whatever reason plans would fall through rides would fall through it happens i think texas is kind of swayed back into into his upper echelon that includes ohio state lsu oregon and texas a&m i think those are the four schools that he's really eyeballing in addition to texas he says justin i want to be committed before my senior year well you got about you got about a month and a half a little over a month three weeks to make your call and he said well if i don't know exactly then i might wake, wait a couple games into the season So, what I, the the way to, to, and the the analysis on that is don't hold your breath. Toviano is an elite guy. I feel like he'll stretch this a little bit further. But I also know if you get him on campus with that recruiting class, with Travell Johnson, with Maurice Blackwell, you are going to put yourself in the best possible position to land, in my opinion, the best corner in the state of Texas. And that's all Texas can do, put themselves in a position to pounce. Even if that, even if this recruitment draws out to the season, put themselves in a position to pounce. I think A and M's the top competition. He really wants to see Oregon, but I still feel like A and M is the top competition. I think Georgia may have moved on. They've taken two corners. I feel like in the last month, mm-hmm. so they may have moved on because he never mentioned Georgia. So for, for for Texas fans, pay attention to those three. Pay attention to Oregon and A and M. But you know when when he calls you at midnight and wants to talk recruiting, you answer the phone. Awesome. You dig in, and uh, I'm just so grateful to, to get to catch up with him. And Tobiano, like I said, it's moved the needle. This move has changed people's perspective. Jalen Hell, it's moved the needle.
1: Yeah, and you know, you just had your update on, on Inside Texas. Uh, we got our promotion going uh, there, not only just four months for $1, but also a promotion with uh, Paul Wadlington and Thinking Texas Football. You can find that info on on Justin's Twitter at Justin Wells 2424 and you know I think we keep mentioning this July 29th date and why well, you know why not this weekend why not next weekend well there's a dead period uh, during most of the month of July uh, coaches are typically taking vacations if they can um, sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's too much stuff going on uh, but yeah. then that last week of July they uh, the, the dead period opens up for basically a week uh, kids can go visit. By the time that week is over, teams are starting camp, both high school and college, and you know everything Doing kind right. of slows down until the games get going. But um, you know we, we talked about the the spots remaining in this class and the players that Texas wants for them. And I think honestly, you can just look at the top four in the state of Texas according to On Three's consensus rankings, and you kind of you start from there and you know everything else it seems like it'll be sorted out and maybe new names pop up but uh you know the top four are the ones that basically are going to make this make or break a lot of this class um one is jonte cook who texas has the other is Javian toviano who you just went over and then the, the number two and number one players in the state are anthony hill and david hicks so Um, Are those guys, do we know at this point, if they're coming in for the barbecue and also just kind of what's what's going on in in both their recruitments, both with Hill and and Hicks, uh, both of whom are five stars, according to the consensus.
0: Those are dudes, you know, Herb Han would would tweet out dude alert when when, when reacting to those two guys. Uh, To me, I think those are two recruitments going in different directions. I feel like David Hicks Jr. Is, is is right now leaning towards Texas A&M. He recently took uh, his visit there a couple of weeks ago, had a great time. They took one of his teammates a week ago as well, in linebacker Damian Sanford, who I felt like was kind of, um, hey, you know, this is a big, this is a good-looking linebacker. Take you pairing with DJ Hicks that could help them in that pursuit and that recruitment. You know, not to take anything away from Sanford. And so I feel like Hicks is, is more or less leaning A&M still today. I know he loves OU. He loves D-line coach Todd Bates from when he was at Clemson. And so there's a connection there. And Hicks is a guy that I feel like stays kind of in that realm. I think it's an OU, an A&M, or a Texas. Miami's one that you cannot forget about. Uh, you know, if you talk to his dad enough, and his dad is tremendous. He's a coach at Pato and Katie as well. And he, he's, a, he's a he's a great guy. Um you know you never know Miami could jump in the mix too there's some love from from, there's some South South Florida love there but I'm not feeling Texas right now and uh, Hicks told me he will not be visiting this summer at Texas and so the best the Horns can do is hope to get him on campus in the fall he wants to stretch this decision to December so it's one of those just prove 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 it on the field if Texas can prove it on the field they're in this conversation if they can't this recruitment should not be paid attention to as good as David is as much as you'd want to take him now the other direction is Anthony Hill on the other side of the spectrum that's one where OU it's also that triangle OU A&M in Texas I have zero doubt Anthony Hill is going to play within proximity I think he loved the idea of potentially going out and going far because he's that guy. He could go play at Miami where he took a visit. He can go play at USC where he took a visit. He can go play at Alabama where he's taking a visit. This guy and his family have traveled for three years on these trips. And trust me, it's wearing everybody down. But it was something else when Arch hit the day after they hit campus in Austin. The vibe was completely different, which was already kind of positive coming from the spring. But it was a, we got Arch. Mm Who's next and it just permeated throughout the facility and and the hill family felt it but i don't know if anything hit harder than when cooper manning father of arch texted anthony hill senior out of the blue during his official with the simple phrase we want anthony hill Mm -hmm. period that right there I'm gonna tell you that made an impression on the Hill family without question. And so I love where Texas is with Anthony Hill today. He's not gonna be coming in for that barbecue on July 29th. He's actually gonna use his, his visit to, to A&M. And he's gonna have a decision after that. Catching up with his dad again earlier uh, a few days ago, he, he basically said, we're gonna hit that visit in late July and then it's go time. And I fully anticipate a, a decision in early August Like I said, because this guy has been recruited for so long. And Anthony is one of those kids. He's just like Hicks. These are two really, really good kids, Joe. Two really strong program guys, not just dudes, but you get these guys in your program. They're going to be some of your hardest workers. If you haven't watched Anthony Hill run the football, you can see where that linebacker inside linebacker traits kind of translates on the other side. If you haven't seen David Hicks play basketball, you can see where that athleticism translates to essentially, you know, a defensive end, you know, four-tech maybe sliding inside where he's probably bound anyway. And so at the end of the day, I don't like where they are with Hicks, but they have the season to prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like where they are with Hill. Watch AM. AM is what I like to call, you know, when you take a visit and you start leading for a kid and he's bound for college station, um, they're going to try to counter. They're going to counter a lot of stuff. And you have to be, you have me cognizant of that. You have to think about that. And so I love where Anthony his, Hill is today. Not so much on Hicks. I don't anticipate either making that July 29th barbecue. Hicks is going to be a December guy. Uh, I think Anthony Hill will have a decision maybe three or four days after his last visit to a in early August. Yeah, those, those will be two guys
1: fun to watch on the football field, considering how good their high school teams are this year. Uh, between oh. Denton Ryan always being a powerhouse and Katie Paytoed pretty new school and making it's 5A school is the, loaded Joe
0: they, they schools have 61s the on their defense
1: yeah there's there's a lot of talent in those in that Katie area and of course in, in Denton but uh you know yeah that Texas is looking in a good spot for those top four in the state uh number five is I think uh I had the rankings up number five is um the black unicorn Ruben Owens and he's Going to Louisville, uh, so that, that those those will be kind of the recruitments that uh, you know determine just how high Texas is class can go. Those top four of Tay Cook, Javian Tobiano, Anthony Hill, and, and, and David Hicks. So um, yeah, that that's about good for this show. Uh, we'll have some more recruiting news coming up in the next few weeks between. You know, who knows? Maybe more players jump in. That seems to be a pretty popular thing to do for Texas right now, and just building out the list of visitors who are going to head to that barbecue in Austin in, in late July. So, and man, I just realized that barbecue is the same day I I move. So that's gonna be it's gonna be a loaded week. So,
0: all right, Justin, anything else or uh, is that all you got? No, man, you you, you killed it, Joe. You're, you, you 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 co-hosted like a champ. Awesome. Well,
1: this has been On Texas Football. I'm Joe Cook st- uh, standing in for, for Bobby Burton. And thanks to Justin Wells for helping out. And uh, please subscribe, like, uh, you know, comment. Uh, I, yeah, subscribe, like, and comment and uh, subscribe, rate, and review on, on the podcast channels as well. And uh, we will have another episode of On Texas Football very soon.